Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Frankie, I think I have a problem at the moment. 99 problems. Not 99 problems, but I definitely got a problem. There's, you know how I have this sort of IBS at the moment? Not at the moment, I've always had it. As it's just, I, I, I can't... To the point where I think my girlfriend's going to break up me. I, I woke her up last night, not by the noise of a fart, but by the smell. That is not a good sign. Were you asleep? She, she was asleep and she woke up and she looked at me and said, this has got to stop. <laughs> and then went back to sleep again. What does it mean you, what, you fart all the time? I can't help it. I don't know what's wrong with me and it only happens at night. It's wind at night. I don't get it. Mm. And it's not going away. <laughs> Everything I keep trying and doing... Wait, it... so you don't have it during the day? No, I don't really have it during the day that much. Maybe it's because... Well, I mean, what? So how many times do you fart a day? Well, I don't know. How many times do you fart a day? I mean, I, I always try to fart, like, a lot. Because it's healthy. Better out than in, I think. Do you, do you, do you... Well, I don't know fart? what a lot is by your standards. I think I, I fart maybe uh, five, six times a, an hour You don't. It's not like going to take a pee or having a glass of water. You don't count how many times you fart. Well, why don't we count? You want me to count? Shall I, shall I count? You then count the your farts, farts uh, uh, and then the next bonus episode, I'll count mine and then we'll tell you. Can you, can you fart in front of Zoe, be honest, your girlfriend? Yes, I do. I do the whole time. She gets really embarrassed when I do it in public because she she worries that people will think it was her. Wait, so you fart loudly in public? Yeah, in like lifts no, you and stuff. Don't. Yeah. So you, you don't. You don't just at, go around. At this coffee shop yesterday, <laughs> we were standing in line. And it was like, everyone, it was really quiet. Everyone around was like that. And, I, and, I, and it was me and Zoe standing in line and I farted really loudly. And everyone just like looked at the floor. Because people are too polite to say anything. I told you, I told you, I told you the time when I was doing Strictly, and I had to do that dance move in front of the, the uh, coaches, and I did the dance move and farted. And I loud and went, oh, I'm so sorry. And they went, why? And I went, um, and they went, why? And I went, oh, because I, I farted and I thought you heard. <laughs> and then also, and then also, I went, I went to the doctor today with Sophie, right? Because... Just going to reveal all. Hey, this is private parts for reveal all. Because I, I have, I have, I've had a rash at the top of my bum for, for quite a while. Quite a while. And the doctor said to me, what underwear do you wear? And I went, um... Are you flirting with me? <laughs> before I could answer it, Sophie went, he wears a thong. <laughs> do you actually wear a thong? No, I wear boxes. I wear tight boxes. I don't like briefs. I don't like them. You wear briefs. You wear, like... Briefs, not briefs. You wear loosely fitted boxes, not I, tight boxes. No, I wear all sorts of uh, boxes. I have right. some which Don't I use for sports, just... which are yeah. like lycra boxes. Mm-hmm. And I wear some which are like tight fitting boxer briefs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, right then, yeah. I, and I have, then I have boxer shorts, which are like 
just the sort of loose fitting shorts where you know where your balls hang out at the bottom sometimes only when you get out of bath they just see that always happens like God. if you're if you're standing or sitting down you got to, and you got to, you haven't crossed your legs you can how how back saggy are your balls no it's just they're quite high the the shorts right so sometimes well not just your balls your your everything can just fall out they don't hang out the bottom what are you talking about well, mine does. That's gross. Oh, my God. Not my balls. <laughs> uh, Just like well, if I'm sat down. Anyway. Yeah. It's just a problem of having big balls, I guess. <laughs> Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Private Parts. Sorry about all the chat that we've had on the episode. Hey, people have been enjoying these episodes, Frankie. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, I'm not surprised because... Uh, yeah. I'm enjoying them. Okay, so, because you've been enjoying them, all of our listeners... Because it's not, like, nice, you know, you don't get take... No one takes enjoyment in other people's misery, do they? No, they don't. They don't? What? Don't you? I don't take happiness out of other people's misery, no. Don't you? I do. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I take so much pleasure in your IBS. (laughs) The only time that I take pleasure out of other people's misery... Is when people slip over on on like ice. Yeah, so you do. No, that's like the only it, time. It mis, mis pleasure in other people's misfortune, or no pleasure in other people. Called Schadenfreude in the German word. <laughs> I watched. I watched a guy German come language. out of came out of a Gale's cafe, the cafe the other day, and he had. <laughs> Why are you always watching guys come out of Gale's cafe? <laughs> I never watched guys come out of Gale's cafe, but I, was, I watched this guy come out, and he had. Um, he was balancing what looked like two coffees on like a piece of cake like the cake was either side, the coffees were on the side of it and as he was coming out i saw it start to wobble and all of the co- all of the coffee went down his arm and he went ah shit <laughs> dropped the the, the, ca- the cake and dropped the other coffee and went oh fuck oh, it no. walked off that was very funny. I enjoyed that. Oh no, he didn't yeah. clean it up. Yeah, no, he didn't clean it. He's so angry. He was so angry. That's funny. Speaking of anger and all these different things, we uh, we love to read out reviews on the podcast, and um, we got That's, a we, yeah. We we recently have started doing that. Yeah, we recently started doing that, and we have a lovely review from someone called Liz, who it's <clears throat> a a review of. The Continental Airlines, and it's a customer review, and they've written it. This is in 2004, and they were flying to Houston from San Diego, I think, and they were in seat 29E. And it was received on April 13th, 2005, so they didn't get it for a long time. So so I'm going to read it to everyone. It says, Dear Continental Airlines, I am disgusted as I write this. Note to you about the miserable experience I am sitting, having sitting in seat 29E on your aircraft. As many as you know, this seat is situated directly across from the lavatory, so close that I can reach out my left arm and touch the door. All my senses are being tortured simultaneously. It's difficult to say what the worst part about sitting in 29E really is. Is it the stench of the situation, situational fluid that's blown all over my body every 60 seconds when the door opens? Is it the whoosh? 
Is it the whoosh of the constant flushing, or is it the passengers' asses that seem to fit into my personal space like a pornographic jigsaw puzzle? <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, const- I constructed the sink shield by shoving one end of a blanket into the overhead compartment while effectively blocking out at least some of the smell and offering a small bit of privacy. The ass on my body factor has, not, has increased and without my evil glare, passengers feel free to lean up against what they think is some kind of blanketed wool. <laughs> Ah, the next next ass that touches my shoulder will be the last. I am picturing a boardroom full of executives executives giving props to the young promising engineer that figured out how to squeeze an additional row of seats into the plane by putting them next to the lav. I would like to flush his head into the toilet (laughs) that I'm close enough to touch from my seat. Putting a seat here was a very bad idea. I just heard a man groan in there. This sucks. (laughs) Worse yet is I've overpaid four pounds, four dollars, for the, no, four hundred dollars for the humour of sitting in this seat. Does your company give refunds? I'd like to go back where I came from and start over. Seat 29E could only be worse off if it were inside the bathroom. I wonder if my clothing would retain the sanitizing odor. What about my hair? I feel like I'm bathing in a toilet boil of blue liquid and there is no man in a little boat to save me. I am filled with deep hatred for your plane designer and general disgust for it all. We are finally descending and soon I will be able to tear down the stink shield, but the, but the scars will remain. I suggest that you immediate removal of the seat from all of your aircraft. Just remove it and leave the smouldering brown hole empty. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a good one. Have you, ever had a, have you ever had a bad problem on a flight before? Have you ever had <clears throat> the thing? We, used to, we, had the, we had that guy, we had a friend of ours called Rafe who on taking off from Ibiza, as he was taking off, he realized that he was actually, he needed the bathroom and he had to run to the back as the plane was taking off and the air hostess was shouting, sir, please sit down. He said, I can't. Had to run to the bathroom. Oh, That's funny. Been a lot of toilet humor on the podcast today. I can't remember whether I had anything bad on a flight. I don't think You must so. have had, you've never had any bad experience ever. Probably like being sick or something when I was a kid. I can't really remember that much. I don't think we... What flights have we been on together? <laughs> I, 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 Barbados. I, I, yeah, Barbados. We've spoken about that before when I was... I woke up on the flight holding a video camera that I bought and I was very drunk for it. Being, being hung over on a flight is one of the worst things that can possibly happen to you, I always think. Yeah. It's one of the worst. It, it, you never want to be actually. hung over. <clears throat> but but also I've got a little bit better recently. I remember also when we Do you younger, drink on all your flights? <laughs> no, I don't I don't drink on any you of don't? my flights. No, I don't drink on any of my Not flights. even in first class and they offer you the champagne. I've only ever been in first class once in my entire life. When? No, twice. Once with you when we went to Barbados and one other time. Uh. Yeah. Have you ever been do you remember when we were young and you could go and visit the cockpit? You could go up to see the captain, the pilot, and yeah. go and say hello to him. Yeah, no, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah. 
that could never happen anymore where you'd go and see a pilot. It just wouldn't happen. No, but you still go in and the, the doors are open. No, they're not. You think the pilot yeah. doors are just open willy-nilly? No, no. I, I was on a flight like a couple of months ago and the, the, when you walk in, the door to the pilot's place was open. Yeah, it's open, but not mid-flight. I remember mid-flight, I used to be able to go up to the cockpit when I was flying. Now that could never happen. Things have changed, buddy boy. Did you sit in their lap? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> also, to all of our lovely listeners, uh, we have mentioned that uh, we have set up our private parts fund and we have some money that we want to help some communities or charities. In each episode, in the bonus episode, we are... Uh, reading out some suggestions that we are sent. And at the end of this month, we are happily and excitingly going to be telling you who we are going to be giving the money to, which is really exciting. And we had a charity nomination from Ryan, um, who said, please consider the Charlie Watkins Foundation for your charity of choice. The charity was set up four years ago when my friend tragically took his own life after a long battle with mental health. Even the exposure on the podcast would mean the world. Thanks for the laughs and keep it up which is so lovely. It's called um, the Charlie Watkins Foundation. We also have another charity nomination from Nicoletta on Instagram, who said, I used to work for Mind in Enfield. It's a tiny charity in North London that offers so many... I know Mind. Yeah, Mind's amazing. It's a tiny charity in North London that offers so many services and has so limited funding. The area is based and covers is mainly people that have dual diagnosis, often not financially stable and have multiple problems in their daily life. The charity offers outreach services to local mental health units with welfare, debt and immigration advice. It also offers counselling service and a day centre for people. It would be great to show the love to the place that works so hard for so little. Um says uh, Petronelia, which I hope is um, the name pronounced, Davis, my old manager, is an inspiration and is still there trying to help anyone that is struggling. Guys, thank you so much for those nominations. They will go into our list and we will decide that at the end of the month. So if you have any recommendations, please send it to us, any charities, any communities, anything at all. We want to help you out. Send it to contact at Private Parts Podcast. Um, dot com or slide into our DMs private at private podcast. Um, also, please send us your reviews once again because we want to hear more reviews. Anything at all, funnier the better. We want to read them out. Amazon reviews, Google reviews, restaurant reviews, reviews on our podcast. Anything at all, send them through. We want to find that out. Ain't that right, Frankie Bull? Yeah, let's 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 hear let's hear them. <laughs> Is that your input on it? <laughs> Let's hear those reviews. Get them in, guys. <laughs> uh, send them in. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have another episode out this Friday. It's a big one. It's an epic one. It's an exciting one. So get ready for that. Fern Cotton. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be a surprise. Why would you set out that? Yeah, but people want to know. Yeah, we have got Fern Cotton on the podcast on Friday, which is very exciting. So tune in for that one. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, hey, Frankie, say ta-ta to our lovely listeners have a great week enjoy the rest of your week <laughs> why do you make it so awkward it's not awkward sorry my throat hurts <laughs> alright everyone we'll see you on Friday bye bye
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.